You're listening to The Call, a podcast dedicated to reflecting on the life and mission of All Saints. All Saints is made up of a group of random individuals who are bound together by the galvanizing love of Jesus and His nerve-wracking call to drop our nets and follow Him. Following Jesus begins with the first step of hearing the call to follow Him and His mission. But where is He taking us? That's the question. Yeah. All right. So let's just start. Ready? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We have here, we have Alwyn and Jill and Claire and Pretty and Sarah. Um, Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Um, and I think we're just going to pick up on the conversation about uh, discipleship. And I just thought... Let's just throw it out there and uh, see where this conversation goes. There's no real format, so it may not work at all. But of course, it will. Have faith. <laughs> we'll trust me. Trust. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but what I want to do just to start off um, is just read from uh, Matthew 28. It's the the Great Commission. Um, yeah, because I think it's. As a church, most churches would say, like, yes, this is uh, our mission, is, is the great commission that's been given down to us through Jesus. So here it is. It says, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So I guess the first question I have for you is, is it says, go and make disciples. Um, when you think of a disciple or making a disciple, um, what comes to mind? What do you think it is to make a disciple? Well, I mean, automatically the word disciple takes you to thinking of disciples of Jesus so that then makes you think okay so a disciple is is somebody that um lives out the life of Christ and because what the disciples did they they obviously lived with Jesus went around with Jesus they heard the words that he had to say they saw the things that he did um and it was all about then sharing that um so in my sort of understanding being a disciple is is sharing with others what what we know to be true um and i think the best way of sharing in the first instance is just by living your life out in front of people in a way that they think there's something different about that person what is it and that's i found that that's you know, that started a lot of conversations with me. If people have noticed, as people have, as I've sort of progressed through my faith and the way I approach things different and, you know, they'll say to me, um, how come you're so laid back about it or how come you're doing this or you're doing that? And that then is a great opportunity to to speak to them about why, what it is about us that makes things so different it's about it's about our, our faith 
um, in God, in Christ, and, and just having those conversations and then helping them to find that for themselves. Yeah. So that's what being a disciple initially means to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. I mean, a disciple is a, uh, a follower of Jesus, right? Would mm-hmm. that be it? Well, I mean, in this, in this context, it is anyway, yeah. I think yeah. uh, I wonder too, like uh, if we uh, are, I think we could, we're discipled one way uh, in lots of ways, probably that aren't necessarily in Jesus. I mean, it's just teaching us a way of living. Um, so like, yeah, what you said, like the, the, the disciples had three years of just observing Jesus live his life. And he, he, they got to see him, how he interacted with people who loved him, how they, he interacted with people who tried to kill him and who did kill him. Um, yeah. So they were just observing him. One of the really helpful picture of discipleship I, I came across was, um, and I may have mentioned this before. It's from Leslie Newbigin. Um, he's like, we, 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 we tend to picture discipleship as sort of like a classroom setting um, where you have the teacher like facing all the students and the students are just kind of clumped together facing the teacher and he said, like, well, Jesus did teach in that way, but not that often. Like most of the way he discipled people were the disciples looking at his back. They're just like mm-hmm. watching him live. And then, then occasionally he would just say something to them over his shoulder. Um, and I, I just really like that picture of, um, yeah, of just that's, that's what discipleship looks like in action. It's just someone actually just seeing you walk the walk. Being a leader. Yeah. 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 Um, And there's something else that you said there too, Sarah, about just people recognizing something different. Um, I've ever told you about how I came to faith. No. No. Um, So I I became Christian. I was just trying to add this up earlier. I think like 26 years ago, something like this. Um, but like my parents and my, uh, my, my family, they weren't a part of the church. They weren't Christians. Uh, my grandparents were, and, uh, so I was 16 and just lots of st- stuff was going on at that time. And, uh, a friend of mine just in- invited me along to church and, um, yeah, I don't know. I really just felt, um, the presence of the Holy spirit and I didn't know what was going on really. Um, but I just kept going and like the church just really embraced me and all this. And so I was going like for a few weeks and uh, like I said, like my grandparents were Christian. So it was like my dad's parents. And I, I remember one night I got home cause I was the troublemaker in the family. And like, um, I didn't have a very good relationship with my, my parents at all. Um, and I got home one night and my, like my mom was saying, you know, your dad was up all night last night, just like crying. And he was, he's like a, a construction guy. Um, I don't think at that point I've ever seen him cry. Um, but now he's a Christian and he, he cries over everything. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, That's what faith will do for you. <laughs> but, I, I, but my first response is like, uh, yeah, your dad was up all night and, and he was crying. And I was just like, oh crap, what did I do this time? <laughs> and like, and uh, she was saying like, 
he can see just such a change in you and he, and he knows what it is. And, um, and he feels like as the father, he should have been leading us kids and the family, uh, to Jesus. And he just dropped the ball. Um, and so like right after that, so they started going and they gave their lives to Jesus. Um, then I have two brothers and they both did, but then it's just like an amazing thing just to happen. Um, cause right after that, like it's, it's a pretty small town in Southern Missouri. And, uh, and like, it was my aunt and uncle, and like all, my cousins, they all became Christians. Um, so now like all of a sudden in this church, like, uh, like two or three rows are just people from my family. family. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was amazing. And, and they're still very committed. Like my, um, little brother, he's, he's on staff. He's a pastor at that same church actually. Wow. Um, and my older brother's an elder there. Um, but then like my cousins, you know, they're all like on worship teams and they were like the youth leaders for a while and all that stuff. So they're all just, and now they're all That's having nice. kids and it's just taking up more and more seating in this church. But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think I always associated so much of that with, with my grandmother. Like she's the, yeah. she's the one who uh, passed away just this um, January before. And uh, cause she just prayed for us like crazy. Mm. Um, yeah. And just never stopped. So it was yeah. my grandmother with me as well. I used to go to Sunday school with my, my family. It was only my nan. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So I think just talking about that and just thinking about that, like, and I see, and I'll just admit, like, of the power of prayer. So we're talking about just making disciples, making, you know, uh, leading people to Jesus. And, uh, and I, I even just part of my testimony is, is because my grandma prayed. And, but do I have that sort of prayer life? Like, I, I really don't. Um, that's a shame. I think I think a lot of us have, have, have an experience of uh, uh, example by somebody or you know people. I, mean, uh, I I I was married and not a Christian, um, and uh, I'd spent sort of time in in, in my school days, um, sort of um, ridiculing uh, people that were in school that were that were Christians, you know, and uh, and, and arguing the toss. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we we were a situation. We were married. We had two children. One well, one was very small. One was a baby, etc. Uh, Lucy was the younger one. And um, we we what, what Travis said to me. I used to go. I used to go to church with her in the evening, and um, I would spend time not listening to anything. I, if anything, I was making some notes regarding what I was going to do in work tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, it was it was just just turning up, and she said she conned me really brilliantly. She said, "Wouldn't it be nice if we could take the two children to Sunday school?" Because we we had we went to a church where there was a morning service. There was then there was a Sunday school at, in the afternoon, and then there was an evening service. Because it was my job to look after the kids. Uh, look after Lucy then on a Sunday afternoon. There'd be either be cricket or football or something on, and you'd you'd sit there and watch that on telly and have the just look after the baby. 
so I started going uh, to Sunday school with the two children and Travis, and there was a men's class, probably about seven to ten people, uh, and they would sit and have a, a Bible study uh, as a men's class. And slowly, I begin, began to realize that all these guys had something that I didn't have. And it was looking at them all and thinking, well, you know, they're not a load of idiots. And, and uh, you know, you, 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 you knew them from um, their life. You knew them that, you know, they some of them had sort of professional jobs or they were with us and it. And, and the, the example that was sort of set, and then, then you've got a situation where you realize they had something that, that you didn't have, and then that became they had something that you wanted. Yeah. And, and that then fundamentally changed me and put, uh, put me in, a, in, in the position where I would listen. And, and, and you then realize that, that, that if you sit and somebody, and somebody uh, preaches a sermon, uh, and as a Christian, you may listen to it and say, wasn't that good and wasn't that obvious? Uh, but when you're not a Christian, you can't understand well, that went over his head, and he didn't didn't understand anything about it. Yeah. And and it's only when I got sort of switched on to actually uh, thinking I needed something, and then I started listening, and then the penny dropped uh, that um, I became a Christian. But up until then, uh, it wasn't until I got a realization of these people having something that I didn't have. Yeah, uh, and, and I thought, I thought, you know, that, that that was a that was a great time. Do you think they were consciously discipling you, Alan, or, or do you think that it was they were sort of um, unconscious of that fact, but but it just sort of happened? Um, well, I, there was a, there was an element as well of of there being perhaps uh, four or five people came to know, know Christ in that, uh, in that congregation of men at the same age at the same time. Uh, so you weren't the only one. It was like something was moving there, you know? Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, and and um, I, I think we had to be grateful then that, that for, for what was happening and of recognizing and seeing something happening. Yeah. Um, because because one of the one of the guys who became a Christian then was a Muslim, and he had married this uh, the, the, this this girl locally, who was who was Welsh, and uh, he was uh, he'd he'd been been in Swansea University as a, an accountant, so he was working in Swansea as an accountant and had married her, and they were going through a very hard time. Uh, where he was basically saying, Baz was saying to her, "You either give up this 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 uh, Christianity then, or, or you know we, we'll part and whatever." It got very much like that, and um, he started he started coming to the, the this men's class, and uh, it was more strange because the guy who led the uh, um, the men's class had sort of said to us now. Be careful with 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 bars, and we we, we you know we 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 we, we don't want to uh, create a situation where 
um, we, we, we are unhelpful to God <laughs> with, with this guy. And one day, Baz comes in, or one Sunday, he comes in and tells us a story. And this was him becoming a Christian as, as, a, as a Muslim converted. And, and he was an accountant uh, in a company that made uh, inflatable boats, you know, the sort of um, dinghy things, dinghy, that, yeah. big things. And he said that he, was, he had a dream. And he, in the dream, he was sitting in, in the lounge in the house, looking out of the sort of French windows at the back. And this dinghy landed in his garden on the lawn. This one, it was like a, a model 55 or something, he could recognize it, which had a, a canopy top on it. And he said, it unzipped. And Christ walked out of his dinghy and wow. said to him, Baz, look at my hands. Yeah? Look, look at the holes in my hands. And, and he came in, he said, and, and, and the, I, I was converted immediately. And, and it was the most dramatic thing. And then from there on, you know, when somebody is a new Christian, they've got to tell everybody. <laughs> well, Baz had to tell everybody and the dog, and the, <laughs> you know, he had to tell everybody. It, it was, you know, and, and at that time, perhaps we had perhaps four or five guys became Christians then um, as a little group who, who uh, and he wondered, well, why did we all become Christians together at the same time? Yeah. Anyway, that, that I, I've, 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 I've talked too much about me. No, that's good. <laughs> that must have been a fascinating um place to be to hear him relating that and um, I think because what you know what I was saying about um people being conscious in design because that's the next step isn't it um that making having that intent in okay I'm not just going to do what I do and hope that that people see something it's it's then having that intent going out thinking right I need to use what I know and what I believe yeah. so that others can feel like that yeah. Um. And I've been thinking about this a lot too, uh, just recently. Um, Cause yeah. And I think Alwyn even said that phrase, I mean, about uh, a disciple, someone who comes to know Jesus. Um, and I've just been wondering, well, of course we're in that, in the whole campaign now, like there's just hashtag, do you know him? And it was early on in this um, where I felt really uh, convicted um, that I'm actually not so sure how well I know him. Um, because I think what Jesus came and what he taught his disciples. So they were watching him for these three years. And, and this is what I've, uh, I don't know, the, the most I can make up, which is if Jesus was teaching his disciples just a thing, it's, it's this thing, uh, is to increase in their capacity to love as Jesus loved. It's like everything that Jesus was preached about, everything that, that would just revolved around Jesus was just an act and an expression of love. Um, and I think that's why he came, is to uh, show us the way of God's love. Mm. And um, so, yeah. So I think uh, discipleship is that that ongoing process of 
of learning to love as Jesus loved. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it was just over the past couple months, I'm just realizing just how far away I am from this. Um, so I'm just thinking, okay, so what are some of the things in my life that are uh, discipling me and ensuring that I am pursuing Jesus and, and just, and growing in this capacity to be able to love. Because the thing that like, I think it really exposes all this for me is um, family life. Mm. You know? Like, because I think that's where like the, uh, um, well, the real me is exposed. Like the very impatient, just like quick to get angry. And when the mm. kids don't bend to my will, like it's just, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's normal stuff, Nick. That's normal oh, stuff. But yeah, it, it, well, it is normal stuff, but it's, it's not normal. like, but it's not the Jesus way, you yeah. know? And like, so I'm thinking, okay, so what can I put into my life that uh, will help <laughs> shape that? He just over tables, you know, Nick. <laughs> What's that? I'm sorry, I didn't Jesus threw over some tables. He did get angry sometimes. Yeah, he did get angry. Yeah. yeah. Not at little kids. No, no, no. <laughs> Nick, every night. You know, you put the kids to bed and every night it's like, please, tomorrow, can I just be a better at this? Can I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and that's just the ones I love more than anybody, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's probably but, uh, why you get angry with them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But I think that, but but if he came for this though, and 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 we can't forget too that Jesus did come fully human, like, and I think he came as a full human being <laughs> to just kind of show us of what's possible. And I mean, it's not like it's just us on our own trying harder and harder. I mean, like at the end of that great commission is, no, I'm with you till the end, um, and he sends the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then I'm going through this. I'm going to recommend a book um, too. It's uh, by Dallas Willard. Um, it's called The Great Omission. Um, so I was already wrestling with all this stuff, and I came across this book. Well, I've had that recommended to me a long time ago, and I thought, yeah, that sounds good. Just never got to it. And then it was recommended to me again just recently. Um, and so I just got into it and then it was just like spot on from where I am at the moment of just wrestling with all this. And um, so, yeah, the great omission, the great omission by Dallas Willard. Um, but um, it, it, it's, it's in that, like I'm thinking, okay, so we almost, we just keep praying. I got Holy spirit, just come and fix me, help me to love more. Um, like, but I, I don't think that's how God works. And I don't think that's how love works by just, even if it's a good thing, like God takes away my will and my agency. Um, mm. I don't think you can, love doesn't work that way. Um, so I, and, and I think about like for us as Christians, like what we are called to do is just to engage and the mission that God is, he is at work and he, he's, he's at work everywhere. Um, but where we have the most, um, I guess, ability to engage in God's mission, it's with what he's wanting to do in us. Mm. Um, so yeah. I think that's, there's this, this process 
uh, that we're supposed to work through this stuff. So I know like Claire, like I, I, I think I would have been right with you. It's just being a parent is hard. You're, you're going to get grumpy or just like when I'm tired and hungry, it's just like, I really just, it does, they, yeah, I don't have any patience. Um, but I, I don't think it's normal. It is normal, but I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, I, I often think that. I think I think that pretty much every day. It's not how I want to be. Yeah. It's how it is. Yeah. And and yeah, and 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 I think I don't I don't really like I can hear my children now and wash your face. <laughs> it's not difficult. <laughs> and I can hear Dave go, just wash your face. And it's those things. If you just did it, wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, it is, it's just uh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The thing is, God knows that. I mean, Nick, you, you were sort of saying about obviously Jesus came, God in human form. Do, God could have, have given us Jesus' son aged 25 or 30, but Jesus came at the most vulnerable time. He came as a newborn baby yeah. and he grew on earth and experienced everything that it's like to see parents stressed about this, that, and the other. and you know, um, he didn't just show up at 25 or 26 or 27 just to do the, the, the end bit. So, I mean, <laughs> the great thing is we all get frustrated. Thankfully, my frustrations are more or less gone. Although, trust me, when they're almost 13, 32, you still get frustrated. <laughs> but it's a lot easier. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. I think it's when we beat ourselves up. Yeah. You know, that's that's not what God would want. Yeah. And I, I think you do. I think you do beat yourself yeah. up on a daily basis. You every, you know, like I say, Nick, every night, you know, you go to bed, the kid, well, the kids go to bed and you sit down for that hour that you've got before you go to bed and you just reflect on the day and you think, oh, if I hadn't I just reacted to that or if I hadn't, yeah. then it wouldn't have escalated to this. And, you know, but yeah. it does. You get tired, you get hungry. And, and I think children don't see that what they see is that you are you don't have all those feelings and all those things going on in your life you yeah. know you haven't been to work come home pick the kids up from school start the tea been swimming da, 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 da. there's 100 degrees in swimming baths you've got your mask on it's really hot you're very irritable they don't see that yeah they just see mom or dad and i think the thing is it's because you want to you want to disciple your children in being a good parent, don't you? You want them to be able to look back and think, I had really great parents. They were really loving and kind. And um, and I think that may well have something to do with it, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, really, hopefully my aim in discipling my kids is that, um, yeah, well, really, is that they'll see Jesus in me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it's about being formed in the ways of Jesus. I mean, that is the process of discipleship. Um, so I guess I'll just throw it out there. I mean, because I, I'm, I'm, this is another thing I'm wrestling with. Um, so what are some of the practices and just like habits that we can put into our life that will ensure that we are being formed in the ways of Jesus. So just to give you like an example for me, because I mean, because honestly, 
and maybe this is just me, but like what we see is like kind of like typical church life, like going to church on Sunday. It doesn't do that for me. I know it does for a lot of people. That's actually how I came to faith. You know, it's just somebody inviting me along to a, a Sunday service. Um, but looking at actually, I've been doing that for years and has it really had that much of an impact on me? Uh, I've known, I've gotten to learn a lot more about Jesus, but I, there, I think there's this misconception that if we can just take on more information about Jesus, it will just kind of make us like Jesus. Like just heck, head knowledge will just do it. But I think we actually need these mm. practices and habits in like in our yeah. daily life. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to be curious because the thing is, if you be if you're just a Sunday Christian, yeah. you yeah. go to church, you um you have your download, you sit there and you get uh, downloaded upon all this information. You go away and then that's it. But you've got to be curious. You've got to want to know more, understand more. You've got to take ownership of that. So I think from my own point of view, you know, the stage where I decided I will start every day in the word, be that reading, listening, um, perhaps watching something that stimulates that thought. So at the start of the day and since I've, because then that sets you up, for the day and it's getting into that routine then that just makes you more curious for the day i think the the point where you just get stale and everything is if you are just that sunday christian that just goes for the download and then and that's it until next week (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, i think you're right i think i think i've i've had two phases of like sort of church life and uh, uh before I came to Telford, then I I I, uh, I, I went to um, what I'd suppose call small evangelical churches or chapels, and not part of the Anglican faith. And there, the teaching was brilliant. Right, you would you would sit in awe of an orator who would tell you, you know, who would teach you uh, from the pulpit. But you ended up as being the person who got taught in the mind. You know, you learned lots of things, but you became lazy and you didn't actually do something yourself. Yeah. Then I came to Telford, and uh, when I when we when we came to to, to All Saints, then uh, the Malcolm Potter, the minister at the time, um, he was a delegator. He was a guy that would get you doing things. And I, I found the phase when I came up here, I suddenly, you know, became somebody who was doing something as opposed to, to somebody who sat back and listened. Uh, and that made a lot of difference. And I now find that I gain more from preparing for a home group or doing something like that than I, I, will, I will, not saying I don't learn something from listening to somebody on a Sunday morning, but uh, more will get planted in there mm. from what you have to do to prepare something uh, yeah. and do it in a manner that you understand fully what you're talking about. Yeah. Before you, you know, and and, it, and it's the it's the doing um, 
makes you grow as a Christian as opposed to the listening. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. you invest in then you're entering into a relationship then, aren't you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I've always told people too, I wish like everyone had to write sermons and give them. It's not so much the preaching part <laughs> of getting up in front of people, but it's just that the preparation Perfect. time. Um because I, I, I'm not a very good communicator. Um, like, I don't feel like teaching is, is, is my gift at all. But um, You are, Nick. You are. You do really, really well, honestly. Well, well, you, awesome. well I don't know. You yeah. hear. Well, you know when you hear a good communicator. Um, but, like, yeah. But, but, but I, I love that process of just sitting here in my garage. And there, all the, it's usually just uh, some scripture that's kind of assigned to you. So you first read through it and like, oh man, I don't have a clue what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> but it, but then it just comes with this whole process and just like you're just, I'm basically just writing out what I'm wrestling with. And uh, yeah, I love that. And um, I always kind of thought too, man, if 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 I can communicate, you know, five to ten percent of what actually I took away from putting this sermon together, then I feel like I've, yeah, I've done a great job. Um, cause yeah, yeah, I think you're right on Owen. Um, the, 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 the other thing where, where God is really good. Um, I, I, when I was working, um, I, I would, um, uh, most days at the time I was working in Telford, but also working commentary and I, I had to travel back and forth every day and, there would be um, a home group in the evening and I was nowhere near, you know, uh, there were situations where you walk through the door and, you know, in 10 minutes time, people are going to arrive. <laughs> and and uh, you got concerned about, about that, you know, but the Holy Spirit, when you're in that situation and, and he knows that you've been under the cosh and that you rushed home to do this, that's when, you are helped most, right? To do, to to do something. You know, you you you. I I often was surprised that things went that 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 I didn't intend to say. I said, <laughs> you know, that the 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 fact that the Holy Spirit's there helping you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Saving you really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I, I really took away from this, the, the Dallas Willard book that I'm trying to put into my life are things like um, having regular retreat days. Um, mm. Like I don't know how I've just have gone the whole time here with, without doing that, making it a regular part of my life. Um, and yeah, just just like practices like fasting, um, and um, like periods of just silence. Mm -hmm. You know, like all these kind of like these ancient, you know, um, spiritual disciplines um, that has sustained the church for a couple mm -hmm. thousand years. I've completely neglected, and I've relied on. Um, Sunday going to church on Sunday has. Mm -hmm. Kind of ticking the box of thinking, this is, this is what discipleship looks like. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, th 
thinking we might just wrap it up right around here. I, I yeah, I've really enjoyed this. I had no idea, yeah. really. Um, nice to have a chat, isn't what, it? Yeah, That's like nice. what it was going to turn into. But I'm just kind of wondering, from just something that like, that that Alwyn said and um, something I've thought for a long time. Would you guys be up for? We don't. It, this would just be sharing with me, but it's putting that challenge down of like, would you want to write like a five minute sermon on just that great commission passage and just send it to me? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many weeks have we got to write that then? <laughs> You've got well, about three hours, Sarah, three hours. <laughs> and actually, well, that is something. There does need to be a deadline. Um, yeah, uh, you have to have a deadline. Yeah, otherwise I would yeah, I would never finish a sermon. Um, <laughs> how about, well, how long do you guys need, you think? Me, forever. <laughs> like a, a week? Oh, that's plenty, isn't it? Yeah. In a week you could forget to do it. You could make yeah, it. Exactly. That's, true. Things, yeah. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> All right, so today is, uh, yes, Thursday? Thursday. Okay, so how about... Week of the latest. Okay. If you have to, to have that weekend, that's fine too. But Yeah. But if it helps, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Well, we'll have to do this again. Yeah. But I've never written a sermon, so I'm quite nervous now, but I'll have a go, Nick. Yeah. Can't promise anything. Well, it's just writing one out, you know, so it's not like you're getting up in front of people and talking this time. That's good. That's next that's time. Good. Thank you. Yeah. So how about I just close? Uh, I just wrote this first down. I was just thinking about this. Um, yeah. Just a bit last night. It's a, uh, I don't know. From, it's from Philippians two. Uh, it says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now, much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his purpose. So, Lord, just thank you for this, this conversation that you've been a part of. And that's my prayer for everyone here, everyone listening from myself. Lord, will you, will you work in us? to your will, and to act according to your purpose. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Call. The aim of The Call is to be a catalyst for a conversation about our role in God's mission. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments about what was discussed in this episode. So please contact me at nick at allsaints-wellington.org. And if you'd like to be out on the mailing list to receive additional resources about the things we discuss and to be notified when the next episode is released, please email me at the same address, nick at allsaints-wellington.org. See you next time around. God bless.